All the best talk, in-depth analysis, news, sports and entertainment. Look no further than Classic 263, your number one talk radio station in Zimbabwe and beyond. Classic 263, your supreme entertainer. The best. We got the music, news, content you love to hear. Yes. Now we are talking. minutes after the hour 7 o'clock is the time right here on the great station classic 263 and well Zimbabwe apologies there uh, for the late start of the morning grill but all the same it is a hearty and warm welcome to the Tuesday edition of the morning grill a program which comes to you every weekday as we debate discuss interrogate those very important subjects with the thrust of keeping you the nation informed So my name is Tafara Avin Matura with you until the hour 8 o'clock as we give you uh, the morning grill today. And in this edition of the morning grill, we look at very one pertinent and important subject. We look at the government plans on the future of housing cooperatives and regularization of settlements, as well as the decisions on illegal settlements, as well as the fate of land barons. And to discuss these critical issues and more in detail, I'm joined on the line by Mr. Tafaz Mbuguti, who is the Rory Provincial Development Coordinator. Mr. Mbuguti, such a pleasure to have you right here on the Morning Grill. Good morning. Good morning, Tafara, and good morning, listeners. Mm-hmm. Such a critical uh, issue we want to look into this morning uh, when we talk about the government's standpoint when it comes to decisions on illegal settlements as well as the fate of land barrels. Maybe first, let's look at the issue of illegal uh, settlements currently in the country. Where are we? And when it comes to decisions, uh, what is the way forward? Well, thank you very much, Farah. I think what, what I can clearly say is that... Uh the country right now is faced with a massive task of regularizing uh, illegal land invasions which have taken place over the last uh, uh, few couple of years. I can clearly say that around 2002 we started seeing land invasions. Uh, as we were having farm invasions, some people took it upon themselves uh, to mobilize and invade some of the state urban, urban dwellings or farms which were within the, the urban perimeters. And uh, government at that point started actually acquiring most of that land because the land which was actually within the urban uh, settlements was not categorized as farming um, or, or rather under the land reform program. Uh, they managed to acquire some land and some land like uh, Aspindor they didn't manage to acquire and rightfully through the courts it has gone back to, to the original owners. However, the statistics which we have today is 115,000 hectares have been pegged illegally across the country. That's 115,000 hectares which have actually been pegged illegally across um, the country. To give you a perspective of that, Harare currently sits on 23,000 hectares. So when we talk about 115,000 hectares to Baron, it shows you the magnitude of how land invasions have, have, have occurred. And uh, all this wealth has actually gone to a few individuals who have enriched themselves. 
Those are the statistics currently, and um, it's something that we're inundated with. At the new PDC or Provincial Development Coordinator for Harare, uh, Metropolitan Province, uh, it's part of my task to bring order and sanity within the province. Um, and quite clearly, we have started on a, on, a, on a very aggressive note because these land invasions just have to stop and people are not stopping. The greatest challenge that we have right now is that uh, people are being settled in places where it's going to be difficult for us to regularize. We've been calling for people to not acquire land through individuals to verify that and uh, to stop these people who are basically, you know, to one, two, three, four, pop up, one, two, three, four, pop up, you know? And um, that, that is not the proper way of doing things. And unfortunately, most of those people are being settled in, in substitutes uh, where we be under Zesa lines, some on top of sewage lines, some are now invading private property. And so it's, it's actually we have to bring a lot of order and sanity within that. Right. Two very uh, two important issues you raised there, Mr. Muguti. Uh, 23,000 hectares are pegged illegally currently uh, in Zimbabwe. Now, as the PDC, where were we uh, while uh, the 23,000 hectares were being pegged illegally? It's not actually 23,000. It's 115,000 hectares. Mm-hmm. 115,000 hectares, which was pegged illegally. Well, Nationwide. Well, definitely, yeah, I think definitely. I'll answer. I wasn't there, but I'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> my colleague, I, I think the greatest challenge that we have had is that there's been a lot of corruption within the whole land allocation uh, processes. We've seen corruption, offer letters being done dubiously within council. Uh, we've also seen a lot of uh, corruption being done within central government, where within certain ministries which are supposed to be processing these papers, with a lot of people who are actually, some have been arrested and some are actually under investigation. So we need to clean up the entire process. When it comes to regularization, uh, people are pushing us to regularize. We unfortunately are no longer going to be um, deliberately announcing where we are regularizing. A point in question, a point in note is when His Excellency visited Harare South and he actually commended, um, he actually asked Honorable Minister July Moore to say, can we please regularize Harare South? At that point, we had 50,000 people in Harare South. From the day that he made that statement to where we are, we now have 85,000 people in Harare South, and the numbers are growing. So essentially what happens tends to happen is the moment you say we're going to regularize a certain area, these unscrupulous individuals, mainly who are using housing cooperatives as a cover-up, then go ahead and start offering people land. Now, there's a big confusion which is happening here. When a person or a group of people register with the, the cooperatives board, or register with the register of cooperatives rather, they get a certificate. That certificate is not different from a certificate of incorporation that you get when you register a company. It therefore does not mean that once a person gets that certificate, they've got free reign to, to, to basically go to any piece of land, state land, local authority land, or private land, and start pegging. There's actually processes to that. Most of these cooperatives, I can clearly say the bulk of them, have not done that. Now let me take you a bit back so that our listeners can clearly understand how these cooperatives became where they are and how these 115,000 became. You asked us where were we. The whole scenario is that at certain point, I think maybe due to political influence and other circumstances, we found ourselves in a space as a nation where there was this new animal called the housing cooperative. Their task was very simple, to mobilize a group of the community leaders or mobilize people who needed housing. Government would therefore allocate housing, uh, land rather, 
once they've been allocated land to each other, they would then basically contribute money towards their own services. So they then find maybe your company, Tafara, to come in, quote them how much to put roads, how much to do the drainage, how much to service this pieces of land so that people can sit where the sewer, the water and everything. And they would contribute that instead of paying for the land. The problem that then happens is that these cooperatives, once they settled people, some went on to sell the land and pocket the money, and the money never went to services. And some of them, even when the time when they were being regularized around 2004, 2006, to being given proper site plans, then actually sold all the land to other people, sold it again when they couldn't find any more land to sell, and then they started ballooning, going to beyond their approved jurisdiction. So what you see is that the cooperative would have maybe been given 1,000 stands, and then they deliberately themselves would either have splitter groups, this group now says we are our own cooperative, they then go and start pegging illegally another additional 1,000 or 2,000 stands using the same offer letter which was restricted to 1,000 stands. And obviously you, we know the story, they would pocket the money, and that man would never see the light of day uh, into the services side. So, so essentially, this is what the problem is. So when you heard me the day I came into office, I think a week or two into it, I asked that we deregister all housing cooperatives in this province. Because currently, right now, criminals are no longer going to register companies and trade professionally uh, as, as housing developers. They are now registering housing cooperatives. And they're breaking every rule you can think of the book in, in the book right now. All right. Yes, the animal uh, that is housing cooperatives and trying to pre-register them, uh, a, a very uh, good move, I must say. But let's 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 look at uh, at, at this scenario, Mr. Mkuti. And now, as you deal with the, the, the legal settlements and all the hectares which have been pegged uh, illegally, and all those uh, who did that uh, illegally, but on the other hand, uh, there is that uh, innocent uh, person who actually bought a land using his own money. How are you going to deal with that as well as you try to make sure that uh, a, 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 really, a really effective way is done to, to solve these illegal settlements? Thank you very much, Tupar, for that. Let me, let me just caution also that it's not everyone who's innocent mm-hmm. in this. We have genuine people who some of them actually would see advertisements. Um, they would say there's a, housing corpor- there's a housing development happening in Zimri Park, uh, there's a housing development um, happening in Guadana and so forth. And some of them are, most of them are civil servants who, who since 2010 have had money deducted from SSB from their pay slips saying that I'm paying for my house. Um, and they've never actually seen the land. They just managed all these years to be told until you get to a certain threshold, then we show you the land, when there is no land. So we also have a lot of uh, Ponzi schemes which have been happening. Those people we feel sorry for because they were outdone, outwitted, by these criminals, and these are the people that we, we are seeking to arrest right now. And, and it's unfortunate that, you know, since we've started our arrest, I can tell you we're working day and night. I think when you called me earlier, it's because the odd hours we're sleeping, we're putting everything we have into this. But some of the people just get away with a slap on the wrist. So that's why we've now changed our regulations. We're now using the Regional Town and Country Planning Act in 24 subsection 4, which criminalizes the development of infrastructure without the regular permit. And that's why also we are now saying to the people who are settled there, work with us. Because today was Ziva Kutu, who brought you here? You were not just settled by some other person you don't know. You obviously paid someone, you got receipts and so forth. The, the manner we, that we are approaching it is that it needs to be a collaborative effort. So what we are seeing, which is disappointing, is most of these people that we are thinking they are innocent, 
most of them actually would have been part of it. Some of them have actually sold land themselves once they are settled there. So it's, it's, it's a mushroom of issues. But what we are trying to do is to protect those vulnerable. Then there are those who willingly connived with council employees and officials. And those we mainly find in infillings, what we are calling infillings. If you look at your Borodo area or Melbourne, there are places where Pampani Kabani could have a playing field, Kevana. And all of a sudden, you wake up and someone has built a big house there. Most of those people actually know that our country which just stand and you give someone else the U.S. dollars. And this is what has been happening, especially in the northern suburbs. So those ones, we are not going to, to, to waste our time to call them their innocent victims because most of them actually participated in the corruption. They actually offered the bribes. They actually made separate payments. And how we know this is because as we are arresting people, the same people that they would have paid bribes to are the ones who are now working with, with, with the law enforcement. They are working with our teams to now say, oh, I received money for so and so for this and this and this. And most of the developments in this province right now are irregular. Far away, with people even in the northern suburbs who are building houses from foundation up to roofing, up to occupation, with not even a single inspection certificate. And under the law is the law, such buildings are deemed illegal and those will be demolished. But those who are innocent victims, we are working flat out to try and investigate, root out the land barons, and see how exactly we can be able to, to regularize. But where, unfortunately, you are sitting on a servitude, you are sitting on top of a sewer line, you are sitting in, 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 a, in a very swampy place which is not good for human settlement, those we are not going to regularize, those will demolish. Mm-hmm. 17 minutes before the hour, 8 o'clock. Uh, uh, sorry, Mr. Tafazu Mugutu, this is a very much interactive program, and unfortunately, due to time, I'll just try and also, uh, while we discuss, take some of the contributions coming through our WhatsApp platform. And as we're outlining there the issues of servitude and uh, recreational facilities, this one comes in and says, Morning, Akwazana is the worst affected. All open spaces have been filled up with houses, including those meant for recreational facilities. Uh, there is overcrowding again. Uh, what's your take on this uh, that is coming from? Charles in Kwazana. This one says, Good morning. What is happening with the recreation facilities and wetlands being given up uh, by uh, the council? Good morning. Uh, I was on the waiting list, uh, then I was allocated a stand in uh, by the council. Uh, got that white paper receipt like uh, dead council rules which stipulate we're not to build anything before it's service. Surprisingly, when I visited the stand, the stands were relocated. And uh, how is the council uh, helping in that? Uh, that is coming uh, from Blessings. Maybe as you respond to some of those contributions. First and foremost, let me let me put it this way: at the present moment, if you got, if you bought land from anybody, and you have the serious doubt that you might not be able to get a title deed, please wake up and smell the coffee you can't. In particular interest to the person who went to Hopley, they say they got a receipt from council. They were on a waiting list. We've had so much corruption happening even through our own council that don't take anything for granted. Report these issues to the police. Report these issues to us and let us investigate, especially this hopefully issue. I really want to assist this individual who's just called in. And my heart bleeds because that person might have saved a lot of money just to acquire that land. It means specifically someone did double allocation where they're supposed to. Let me quickly touch on the issue of site plans to address the recreational element. Everything we do in terms of spatial planning, there is a plan. There is a master plan, there is a local plan, and there's obviously a site plan and there's the plan for your house. 
your house cannot sit as an island. It has to fit into a site plan. That site plan needs to fit into the master plan, into the local plan. Maybe it's a plan for the whole of Shtungwiza. Maybe it's a plan for the whole of Mount Pleasant. We have to know where it sits. And unfortunately, when people are buying stands, they don't see this documentation. They're just shown bare ground and they go for it. And most of our land barons, because they've amassed so much money, they now have this professional office that they're putting in place. And what, you, what we're trying to do right now is I'm trying now to call all the stakeholders, that means the Real, Real Estate Association and all the corporates to say, can we agree in Arari province for fiscally that no property will be sold outside registered agents? But at the same time, all property, the exchange of, 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 of currency, the exchange of documentation should be done through lawyers. Properly notarized documents and everything else is the law. Right now we're selling land that like they are hot buns. Uh, you don't see it anywhere else on, around the world except Zimbabwe, where someone just says, how much is this? In 2000, you give someone money. No, ju no adjudication, no due diligence, nothing. So I think we need to address that. In the sense of recreational facilities, it is sad that we've had people even selling basketball courts to pick them. This is what has happened before. And um, unfortunately, I've come into, into a hot seat where I've inherited all these legacy issues. And for those people who knowingly went and built on a basketball court or built on a football field, I'm sorry, but for me, you knew what you were doing. And it's time to fire that we have to face the truth as Zimbabweans. We can't keep playing the blame game and waking up and looking like we all have amnesia. When we knew what we were doing, when we were being corrupt, bribing someone to get a piece of land in a wetland, and the law will surely catch up with you. And those are the losses that you will face for the crimes that you would have committed. And those who sold you that land will unfortunately be imprisoned. Mm -hmm. Housing cooperatives being deregistered, what is the future like in regards to housing cooperatives? It is very unfortunate that, you know, the, the, the way that we, I wanted to approach things as a PDC was that I did not say I don't want to hear about housing cooperatives, but a cooperative means that a group of us have got together and we've created a product. The problem I have is when that product is not visible. You cannot have a housing cooperative, you know, to go away every single 30 years to residents, collecting up to 30 US dollars, 50 US dollars, saying it's for services for the last 15 years, and yet there's not even a single tarred road. There's not even a single drain. There's no sewer. There's no water. And this money is going into people who are lining their pockets. So I wanted a situation where, according to the law, the housing corporations are supposed to have AGM. They're supposed to submit their financials. They're not a profit organization. So every cent that they collect, they're supposed to have to account for it. We have housing corporations that over the last two decades, they've not submitted returns. They've not submitted, submitted all the reports. Unfortunately, we have, I have to say this, we have not been getting cooperation from the housing cooperatives registered. They've refused to come to meetings. They've refused to meet with my office. And unfortunately, it's now very politicized, but we are having an environment where people are being conned every single day. We have over 3,000 housing cooperatives registered, and only a percentage of those are compliant. The rest are not being compliant, and that's our worry. That, but we've now come to the point where, as of yesterday, in Caledonia, we started now arresting housing cooperative leaders. We've had to remove the corporate veil because they are known this individual. But the unfortunate part is the same people who are housed there were refusing to come forward as witnesses. But we've changed the laws now and been a bit smarter. So the, the cooperatives themselves or the people resident don't have to be the complainant. Amir Wabasko Rondi are not reported to her, not the person at which of Wabasko. So state land which was stolen from government, the government is now the complainant. Local authority land which was taken from local authorities, local authorities are now the complainant. Private land, the private land owner is now the complainant. 
So they now complain against you, the settled, and you, the person who offered the land. And then from that point, we've got a court case. You will be charged with basically settling under Section 24, Subsection 4, and now the government uh, or the local authorities will to say, do we want to regularize or demolish, unfortunately. The person who sold you the land will now be arrested for fraud because they sold something which is not theirs. It's typically that. But we will regularize, but we will not announce where. All right. Uh, ten minutes before the hour, eight o'clock, zero seven one nine four nine eight six five one uh, is the WhatsApp platform for you to join into the discussion. Or uh, if you have any questions, I'm joined by Mr. Tafazo Mguti, uh, who is the Rari Provincial Development uh, Coordinator, as we look into very critical issues, decisions on illegal settlements, as well as government plans on the future of housing cooperatives. Now, uh, quickly, Mr. Mguti, let's look at the regularization of settlements. You mentioned one area whereby strides have been made already. What's the plan and the future like? So we're currently, there's a lot of areas I can't mention on air because obviously people will start going thinking again. <laughs> there are a lot of places where we are working on currently developing master plans. Right now, let me start that. We're developing a master plan for Harare province, which is going to be encompassing all stakeholders. I think the last leg will be done by some of our um, engineers and architects and everyone else who are basically resident in Harare. But what we're doing currently is that we are now planning there will be a road here, there will be a sewer line here, and etc. Those who are sitting on the road, we want to put the road, we'll have to remove them and see what plan we can do. But the critical challenge we have right now is non-cooperation from the same people that we're trying to regularize. So when we say let's, let's try and regularize, we have had our officers and officials stoned, literally. People stoning them, people chasing them away, because to them, they are protecting these land barons who have now so much money that they are now uh, putting little cartels. That's why you find we're using so much force when we get on the ground because literally we're trying to put order for their own good. So that's the problem that we have with most of these informal settlements. So if that wasn't the case, I think our work would go well. But unfortunately, you then find people trying to talk to us in cooperative names. And I'm not entertaining that in my office. I want to speak to the residents, not to people who presumably are representing the residents. And, and that actually has been a, a, a great challenge for us. But we are going to regularize a, a number of places, but a lot of wetlands which are being pegged right now, I'm sorry, we will not regularize wetlands. If you're settling in a wetland, please try to start cooperating with the with authorities. Uh, let us know who settled you there. And especially if you are still building, you have not completed, I would not waste my money on that. I would clearly say, please stop building and find your refund from the people who sold you that land. But we are going to be aggressive on wetlands. We cannot tolerate this anymore. The lawlessness is now out of order, and we need to help that. And there are also people, let me quickly say, who are building massive infrastructure to go around Masasa area in residential areas. Those areas need what is called a change of use, which can only be signed by the minister. So if you are building warehouses where they're not supposed to be warehouses, we will demolish those because we need to bring order and sanity in the province. I want to commend the guests for taking such a stance. We want order in our cities. However, councils must be proactive and service residential stands. Uh, some people end up paying barons uh, out of desperation. Uh, one, uh, one comment also coming through my WhatsApp platform. Good morning. Thank you for discussing this very important topic. I'm a Mr. Mio Guti share some of his details. We engage immediately on the issue of sale of land and other related issues. Thank you. Uh, Alexander Melin, uh, they're coming through our WhatsApp platform as well. And a number, uh, 
uh, of comments coming through my WhatsApp platform, uh, Mr. Muguti, uh, issues to do with people being swindled, people being cheated, and a number of them citing that I've paid uh, my money for a number of years ago uh, to housing cooperatives and Anasa Panachatakawana. As you deal with these, uh, as you deal with these land barons, as you deal with these cheaters, as you deal with these thieves, uh, how are you going to deal uh, with some of these issues as well, where people have really uh, paid their monies uh, to, 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 to these land barons? So, as of yesterday, I'm, I'm happy to say that we, we had a stakeholder meeting or a high-level meeting uh, con, 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 uh, involving uh, the Minister of Local Government Public Works, Deputy Minister, PS, myself, and the police. And one of the things that we have agreed on is a way forward, and one of them is asset forfeiture. A lot of these people who have swindled people money are sitting on massive properties, driving 14 cars, big houses, all those things. We are actually going to do asset forfeiture to those who are found guilty. And that money needs to go back to the people that they swindled. So essentially, and we can't have a situation where people are swindled in broad daylight and those people go stock free. So as it is right now, our laws are not being aggressive. I can tell you right now that we have a lot of people who have been swindled. We have made several arrests as of last week when this intense operation started, as you saw in the newspapers. But those people are getting bail, yet they are facing some maybe 30, 50 charges of fraud. And they get bail, 15,000 bond. It's nothing. RTGS, they, they don't even feel it because they just go and sell one more stand and, and that's it. So we are actually asking that those people who have swindled people money remain in remand and are sentenced so that at least we, we start doing asset forfeiture and people who are swindled and we've got names and etc. we can then give those people back their money uh, or the least so that at least they catch up with their lives with their lives. So that's essentially what we are trying to do. But let me urge all listeners and the rest of Zimbabwe, do not buy land from individuals. Right now it's a very tricky time for you to buy land. I actually saw an advert yesterday in the paper on page five where people are being asked to come to some house, some room uh, somewhere in town with offer letters, there's no logo, there's no name of the company. And you'll see people responding to such a shallow and dodgy adverts. People need to do things the right way. If you are too desperate, you will lose your money. It's as simple as that. You'll be swindled. So, so let's follow the laws. Let's listen to what government is trying to do. We are not encouraging sale of land. We are encouraging housing development. And if it means, Safara, we go back to yesterday, Anabudibiro, Anachafara, all those places, then we do that. But we can't be able to just sell land willy-nilly. It's not a resource that we can renew again. Our guest is well versed on what he is trying to achieve and he needs everyone's support. We need order in this town. Look at the UK, its state of Zimbabwe, but look at the order uh, in their town of planning. One contribution also coming through a WhatsApp platform. This one says, good morning. Uh, where can one verify the, uh, the authenticity of a housing uh, cooperatives? Ms. Sam, could you sitting on a very hot seat? Are, are you working uh, with the anti-corruption committee as well? And as he responded to some of those contributions due to time, Mr. Goody, uh, as well, I would want to, 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 for you to, to say your parting shots as well. 115,000 hectares, uh, quite a mammoth task to deal with when it comes to those illegal settlements and the way forward. Let me say this. We have to make some very tough decisions right now as a government. Regularization is not going to occur without prosecution. We want to know who put you there? How did you acquire that land? How did you pay for it? How did you apply? The paperwork needs to be intact. If you know your paperwork is not in place, I think you 
can come across and help us and be a witness. But if you're going to protect the people that you bribed and they, they facilitated, I'm sorry, you, you'll get the wrong end of the stick. But as it is, far, if those who are building in wetlands, those who continue to build in wetlands, I'm sorry, we will demolish those homes. Those who have been settled and swindled of their money, we have compassion, we work with you, but we encourage you to work with authorities. Stop protecting illegal activities. And communities, please be the watchdog on the ground. The moment you see a development which you think is dodgy, raise it with the police, and immediately, because I'm the PDC in Harare, that report will get to me and investigations will start. Any police station, but normally the district police headquarters or Harare Central, you will be assisted. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe just as you respond to this one critical one, one was asking how can one verify the, uh, the, authenticity, uh, the authenticity of a housing cooperative? The housing cooperatives, you can verify the, uh, the registration through the Minister of SMEs and Cooperatives. But the moment they are called a housing cooperative, ask them for the following. Number one, certificate of incorporation of the housing cooperative. Number two, ask them for their approved site plan. Approved site plan, meaning a housing cooperative needs to have a document which is stemmed by the Ministry of Local Government and Public Works. Ask them also for the offer letter, the letter which came from the Ministry, um, in specific the State Lands Department or the local authority that gave them the land. Those three papers are very important. And number four, ask them for their return, their compliance papers with the Ministry to show that they are actually above board. And number five, they have to be proof of having a bank account which is registered in their name. Those five things, you can even go further and ask them for their ID particulars so that you can also vet with the police if they are not criminals. Mm -hmm. Mr. Tobazo Mkuti, the Rural Provincial Development Coordinator, thank you very much for joining me right here on the Morning Grill. And all the thank best you much, as you continue the good work and the endeavors to make our, uh, our cities better. Thank you very much, Tobazo. God bless you. Awesome. Bye.